Bailey and Harper, episode 84. Um, this is going to be a big one for a whole lot of reasons. Episode 84, we are back. I've got the juice. He's got the juice. Let's roll. Who's your 84? Big 84. All right. Well, first and foremost, we've been really excited about the 80s for a while. 84 especially. Um, you know, we had to we had to dread our way through. Like a whole lot of offensive linemen. A whole bunch of offensive linemen. Right. Number. When people talk about the process, right, our stretch of 50s and 60s and 70s was the process. 50s? Uh, 50s, 50s, We had some linebackers in there. That's true. 60s and 70s. You're right. I'm sorry. Tough. You know what I mean? You're right. I'm sorry. And we can still get some basketball players in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. I was wrong about that. I was wrong about that. But that's 60s, early 70s. Like, dude. But we can see the light with the 80s, and we got there. I've been looking forward to this one for you know so what I'm long. Saying? Kicked it off. We with had Jerry ours Rice a week in 80. advance. We come in here to do this podcast, and most yeah. of the time we're like, right before we start, like, who, who are we going to pick this week? <laughs> and we had these a week ago. So, 84. Who's yours? All right, man. I'm going with, and me and you thought your your pick at 84 was really good too. You just assumed we both assumed that it'd probably be going with that one. But yep. I liked. Shannon Sharp, yes. number 84. We're watching it on yeah. TV. And he's so much more famous now, right? But I know him as, like, the great tight end Shannon Sharp. Like, right. that, like he was always talking. And, and you know, he had a great uh, – on uh, Hard Knocks was, like, the first time we actually – America, the people got to see who Shannon Sharp was, like, yep. all the time. Like, of course, maybe if you followed his team. But it was kind of cool. And now we get to see him all the time. And uh, and I'm talking so much about him because he's famous, Kyle. Now, but can I at least bring up some football stats? Well, yeah, of course. All right. Of course you can. I want you to you know say your piece about that if you want to. But then I want to at least get down to the numbers of why he's so great. And my number eighty four. All right, tell me. All right, uh, played fourteen seasons um, with the Broncos and the Ravens, I believe. Is that correct? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And. 14 years, uh, he ranks, uh, what, top two or three in tight ends. But anyway, he's the first tight end to ever amass over 10,000 yards. And now you just, you know, four-time pro, what, all pro? Yeah. I didn't know he won. I forgot he won three Super Bowls. So, yeah, man. No, he's, he's a legend. He's, he first is, of all, like, like we talked about. And he's from small school, Savannah State. It was just really cool, like his whole story, like everything. And he was like one of these, like, athletic tight ends. He was like the first – what people will consider like a vertical stretch tight end, but he could block too. He could do everything. Yeah. And all I knew about Shannon Sharp growing up was that he was an awesome tight end who was, you know, really boisterous and you know yeah. loud and fun whenever he got the microphone. Yeah. And then he got a little bit older, and then Shannon Sharp like reappeared in my life after a couple, all of our lives after yeah. a couple of years. <laughs> and he's doing TV, and it's like, oh, this dude's funny. Yeah. Right. So he knows football, and he's funny. And what's really made him, I, I think, is have staying power with some of the the network cable shows in the morning is the fact that he knows basketball as a football guy. Yes. A lot of football guys don't know basketball as well as they think they do. Shannon Sharp knows basketball. Um, it, you know, and I don't mean that like in the the NBA sense, like those guys know the game but he's a fan and he watches a ton of basketball and he loves the game so I love watching Shannon on TV I w- I'm glad that he's over here on ESPN with Stephen A I'm much more inclined to watch now yeah. I haven't always been into first take but uh Stephen A and Shannon I'm into that I'll watch that no doubt I, especially some of the good conversations that we can have as they continue to grow and I, look man I, I just think it's it's so funny because how entertaining he really truly is and uh he, hilarious he's had so many different memes and sayings and all kinds of other stuff i'll be interested kyle to see if he stays with espn how long how long they do that but then all his extra antics that maybe fox may let you do versus espn these are two totally different companies 
Oh, the, yeah. The, very at, at different the end companies. of the day. Yes. The grand scheme of it. Yeah. And people want to say how conservative or uh, left or right leaning each one of these companies are. But within saying that, though, you look at their TV production. Yeah. Which one is a little bit more out there to try things, uh, not worried about being sued as much, saying more things or allowing more things on their network versus sure. the other? Um, you might consider them which one's more conservative and like, no, we don't like seeing all that. I want you to be a little bit more straight laced versus the other. Who would you consider or call more conservative or more left leaning? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I think everybody gets accused of everything right now. Yeah. I, th- I actually think we're, we've kind of moved even well, beyond that. Why do you think that. ESPN doesn't let you act up as much as like Fox? Some people on Fox get to just act up. For and, sure. Well, I mean, like, he, even on like their game day shows. ESPN is still Disney owned at the end of the day. Yes. You know that better than anybody. You work for them. Um, you know, they're, they're Disney owned. Now, you know, saying that they're Disney owned does not mean the same thing that it did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And there's a lot of rumbling in the news that, you know, ESPN might get spun off at some point entirely, that Disney doesn't want to own ESPN anymore. There we go. So um, that's a whole separate conversation. But I'll get my 84 in really quickly. We hadn't even hit that. My bad, It's Kyle. all good, bro. We had a good conversation. Okay, it's all good. good. From Rand, West Virginia, <laughs> at Marshall University, Randy Moss. <laughs> you got mossed, son. <laughs> you know what I love about that, Kyle? What's that? Instead of doing your country mountain – West Virginia. I did his white guy talk. You did Randy Moss's. I yeah. love it. Oh, I yeah. love it. No, no. I, yeah, I love it. I know that dialect too. <laughs> I know you got it. I'm you, I know. I know These that are ones that are in your wheelhouse. You crushed. It. I, I I know that dialect too. No, he's. Uh, I love Randy Moss, man. You know, I'm going fishing. <laughs> Going fucking fishing. Edelnut. Did you see the story that Julian Edelman told about him weeks ago, like a couple months ago? All I've been hearing Randy Moss in my head ever since Julian Edelman told the story of how Moss only referred to him as Edelnut in the Patriots locker room and talked shit to him all the time. You ever have these, like these internal voices in your head or like you think about stuff like that and you'll just start laughing by yourself? Yes. That's one that kills me. And one time I did it in front of my wife and she's like, what, what are you laughing at? And I was like, you just wouldn't understand. I'm, I'm hearing Randy Moss talking shit to Julian Edelman in my yeah. head right now. Yeah, so, uh, He's I one agree. of the funniest it, people. No, that was really good. We talked about that on this story, uh, on, this, on the pod a little bit too. It's, look, I think Randy's a, a really cool dude. I've got to know him since you've got to know him probably. No, I don't know. I, I don't know Randy. So he lives around the area, so not in this area, but within Charlotte South. But he's a really cool dude, man. I mean, he, he is Randy Moss, and he talks extremely country. Like, Oh, yeah. He like, is that's country. That's not going anywhere. He is country. Yeah, man. He is a, <laughs> definitely a country dude. He grew up in the unincorporated <laughs> town of Rand, West Virginia. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's really cool. But he's he's a cool dude. Very uh, still humble. and They might be incorporated now. I don't know. Yeah, man. It's all good. I'm a big fan but of his. But just to the point, and, though. And, like, like could you please talk about because that's another guy that's more people have got to know him. He's never ch- he hadn't had to change his voice or trying to no. talk more correct. He's co- talking about college and well NFL football on Sundays at ESPN, doing a really good job. And you can talk about all that stuff. I mean, he's more famous now too. You have kids that actually play his name, which is Moss. Kids don't play what we used to call. Apologize if I have to say it, but smear the. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean it is what it is. Yeah, so we played smear the queerest kids. Like yes. that was the name of the game. Yes, kids don't play it anymore. No, 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 they don't play it anymore. <laughs> it was a game. Yes, like we- <laughs> all right. They they just a play. Lot of people moss. got hurt. Yeah, well they don't tackle like we did. They no. just play moss. So they just throw it up in the air and you just moss people. Yeah. 
And it's funny because I've had to play against him, but I had him a little bit later in his career. But, man, I still had him in New England when he, like, I'll never forget the funniest story ever. So we practiced against him. And that's when, like, I, this is the first time I was like, man, this is just different. Tom, we're at practice. We're scrimmaging. Um, it wasn't Edelman. What was the one before that? Uh, oh, Welker? Yes. Yeah. So West jumps offside on two minutes. Tom, like, I'll bring it back, da-da-da. Tom just yelled so bad at Wes, like, cussed him out. Told him, go, take a lap. So, dude, Wes just fucking takes off jogging. And, like, they just put somebody else in and kept the drill moving. I was like, damn, this is, like, crazy. Um, the quarterback just told that man. Um, yes, but it was still um, – I think mine's a little hot. It, it actually comes out okay. Okay, cool. So I, I've noticed, over, like, I've kept an eye on it. Okay, bet. Like, We're good I, I try not to blow it out, but yeah. most of the time it's fine. All right, bet. Yeah. So then, so then Kyle, as um, Wes is, like, running the lap, we just keep it moving, da-da-da. Then he, like, yelled at one other person. They had to do a lap. It was just really interesting, but – that was my. No, that's hilarious. My, yeah, that was like a really, that's really, really cool, that's really funny. Yeah, it was like I'd never seen that before. With a quarterback, I've seen a coach like give a kid a lap at practice, but a quarterback giving a teammate a lap. Yeah, a <laughs> quarterback giving. You're a teammate find a that lap. dynamic in many yeah, places been, across the. NFL. I've never seen that before. I, the one time I seen it in the pros, Kyle, was because um, you see it when they're young, of course. But uh, my man Carl Nix jumped outside or did something, and his coach told him. Carl, give me a effing lap. And Carl's like, give you a lap? What? <laughs> He's like, you heard me right now. Take a lap. He's like, like, around where? And he just started jogging. Hit it right now. He's like, all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess I'll see y'all when I get back. <laughs> so those are like the only two times I've seen or witnessed this was, yeah, Tom Brady told Wes Welker, Give him, hit the fucking lap. So that was what they That's did, though. Fucking That's what funny. they did. Um, have you ever told that story before? I don't know if I have. Well, this shit's about to go viral. That's <laughs> hilarious. God, that's funny. The first thing I'm going to do when I get to work is I'm going to post that because that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't know that dynamic existed in the NFL. Uh, wow. It, I, you know, certain times. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it How was about hilarious. that? But anyway, last point on Randy Moss. Um, his Marshall thundering hurt. Oh, the that was the funny story, too. Was oh, was it? We had a rookie. Well, it's probably going to be fun funnier than what you're going to tell. But the, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do is say a stat, but you're tell me a funny story. Oh, well, so Pat, Patrick Robinson played cornerback in the league for a long time with the Saints and yeah. a couple other places. But he was a rookie there. We just drafted him out of Florida State. Very twitchy, really fast, explosive. He's covering one-on-one versus Randy Moss. This one, like, Randy Moss was, like, eating still. And P. Rob was covering him, and like Randy, like ran like this post to the like deep, deep. No, no, like a deep out to like a deep post or something. And he didn't even when Randy broke on his first way. I can't remember which way it went. He broke on the first, and P. Rob just didn't even move. Like Randy Moss got so wide open, and then he ended up coming right back to where P. Rob stayed. Right? <laughs> we have no idea. I think we all thought P. Rob just got lucky as hell. Like just what it was. Yeah. And then later on in the meeting room, he was like, nah, dude, Randy Moss don't even run that route. He's like, what? Hold on. How, how you just got here and you telling us what we don't know about the greatest in the game. Right. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's, I, been, I know this guy. 
that confident. It was the craziest, funniest thing ever. Um, and he was just dead wrong. He just lied. About but, Moss. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's Randy Moss. Nobody has to answer for Randy Moss. Nobody. In, in like 16 years, because, because here's nobody's my point on that. mad this Here's answer. my point on that. Now, we got to talk about other things. But here's my point on that, and it's a question i got to ask you. Because this guy, I mean, his numbers are good. He's a six-time or four-time first-team All-Pro like, he led the NFL in touchdowns as a receiver in five years. I mean, he was unbelievable, yeah. right? But a lot of people do not think he's the greatest wide receiver of all time. I do. Yeah. So, well, cause if you got to win one game. Statistically, he's not. Got it. And mm-hmm. I love Jerry Rice, and I'd never say a bad word about Jerry Rice. I wouldn't. I love him. But Jerry gotta, Rice is living his best life right now. Yes, he is. <laughs> but if you're telling me i got to win one game and I get one receiver, the best receiver, I'm picking Randy Moss. Like, personally for me. And Jerry Rice might burn me on the other side, but I'm taking Randy Moss. Like, that's – where are you on that? So, man, I get it. I, I think as far as, like, ability, um, athletically, like, all these things, like, you're going to check Randy Moss's box. It's just all depends on – hey, man, styles make the fight. I know. Styles make so the fight. They really do. You're right. You know what I mean? So, it will be interesting to see because maybe somebody like Jerry Rice in the game, like – Jerry Rice never stops working. No, he doesn't. This cat's – he's in, he's back out. And now that you're talking about him, I feel guilty for saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't want to not but, have but, – But, Kyle, no, no, no. You're not even disrespectful because some people may even be like, well, I mean, I might even take – you're going to take Randy, I'll draft T.O. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so – Really? Uh, you think? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm just asking. I, I think T.O.'s in that conversation is in the top two or three. Really? As far as okay. numbers, statistically, he's okay, there. Okay, okay. So, like, numbers always matter in this discussion. Can't it argue has with that. To. It has to matter. It contextualizes everything we yes. talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It actually, like, you because you can compare athleticism, ability, catching, ab- you know. I mean, if you just want pure specimen, like, go get Randy. If we can just draft anybody, I mean, based upon body type or whatever, all right, I'll go get Calvin Johnson. Let's do this. We yeah. can play big boy ball. I'll go construct big boy ball. Right. Like, so that's the difference when it, as far as, like, how I look at it in uh, football terms, you know what I mean? Being in the man that's, that's been in the lion's den or been in the Coliseum with the best of them, like, like stats matter. Like, kills matter. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> that matters at the end of the day. So that's why I would say those three, for me, is always going to be in the discussion and should be in the discussion as far as I look at it. No doubt about it. Yeah. All right, I, we just spent like 12 of the opening minutes Sorry. on 84. No, no, it's fine. On like, 84, I, I, but this is why we look forward to This is why we it. look forward to this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yes. I, so, like, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about with you today, but let me real quick, I want to address this <clears throat> because this is probably a better place to do it. All right, let's do it. Um, I had a hell of a week, man. Yeah, you did. I had a hell of a week. I'm glad. Let's, I'm, you know what, Kyle? I like that you're doing this. I, well, because I don't, you know me, I don't put a lot of personal no, 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 business I, out there. But I appreciate you pouring into this, into our pod right well, now. Well, it's one of those things that changes your perspective. A lot, it changes your perspective. And I don't, again, I said this on Twitter yesterday. It's like, I don't really put personal business out there, especially not on social media. I'm not like that. You're not like that. Um, but, you know, I went through an experience that really opened my mind and kind of, not to be cheesy, but like opened my heart to a whole different kind of like pain as a parent, as a person. And like six days ago, seven days ago now, uh, my wife and I were told that um, our daughter who's due in January, after she had the ultrasound, they spotted something on her heart. And, um, you know, that's the kind of thing that'll stop you in your tracks. And they, they wanted us to come back the next day. And uh, so we did. And the doctor, when my wife met with her and I was conferenced in on the phone, told us that uh, from what she saw, that she, my daughter, had um, a congenital heart defect and would, you know, basically require open heart surgery after she was born. 
um, which, as you know, as a father of four, is like the scariest thing anybody can tell you for the most part, right? Somebody's got to open up your, your newborn daughter's chest and operate on her heart. Well, that's always your biggest hope. It doesn't matter about gender. It's just health. Yeah, that's all. I mean, yeah, it's, That's not as normal as what people don't understand. No. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people don't. You, and mm-hmm. you can't know so much of this stuff until you have kids. Yeah, you, yeah. you know that. But like, Or affected by it. So they, they tell us that. And, you know, the doctor that day says, look, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain that I'm not. And the doctor showing my wife what she sees and explaining it. And so, of course, we're devastated and I'm out of work for a couple of days. And that's kind of the other reason I brought this up, too, is that, like, I don't miss a lot of work, you know, in the afternoons. And so people noticed that I was gone for two straight days and I got a lot of messages, a lot of people asking you good, what's going on. And, um, you know, I couldn't really talk about it. And so we go for basically six days thinking that, all right, we're facing a pretty scary thing, an uphill climb, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we we were pretty devastated. And so, um, you know, I, I do want to shout out Greg Olson and his wife, you know, even though the story does have a happy ending because they immediately made themselves resources to, to me and my wife. I mean, in a way that, I mean, just it revealed their character as people. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want to talk too much about what we discussed, but like they're, they're good people. And mm-hmm. that was, that was an experience that uh, I do appreciate and I'll always cherish. But like, you know, we go through this almost week of thinking, all right, we're going to go through this. Is she going to make it? You know, and then, you, you know, you're thinking about other stuff like how much is open heart surgery on an infant? Like they, these are things that, you know, most well, people. Yeah. I mean, all that. Yeah. You got because after you like, have five months to prepare for this. Yeah. This is not like you. There's no way around this. This no. is something you got to address. You got to be on it now. And right. Full, all, all hands on deck. And so, you know, you're thinking like, OK, the first thing that matters is, is she going to be OK? Is she going to live? And then at some point, you know, you're like, oh. How much is open heart surgery for an infant? That's terrifying. I got two other little kids right now. And so, you know, I, I, we, we get through all this. We go into the doctor, to the specialist, I should say, yesterday morning. Um, and we go in for just, I guess, the final confirmation of the diagnosis and I guess some plan they're going to lay out for what's going on. And the doctor comes in, or I, I should say the ultrasound tech was with us for a while, like a lot longer than I would have thought. And, you know, as she's going through all this, my wife and I, turns out, are both thinking like, is something else going on here? Like, could this be even worse news that she's about to give us because it's taking a very long time and she's asking us a lot of questions and we're having conversations about things. And then finally she's like, okay, I, I got to step out for a second. Uh, the doctor will be in in a few minutes. And so the doctor comes in after a few minutes and it turns out he's been watching this the entire time from a different room on the screen. And he essentially walks in and says, listen, I don't get to tell people this very often in your situation based on what, you know, I know you've been told. He said, but, I think your daughter's heart's 100% healthy and normal and fine. And, you know, we both kind of jumped and like, because no, we didn't expect this. You know, yeah. not after the conversation we'd had six days ago. Yeah, and everything else you've done since then. Yeah, everything else we've done since then. And we don't believe it, right? I mean, we're just, and, yeah. and, and he addressed that off the top too. He said, look, I've been doing this for 40 years. I understand the first thing you're thinking right now is, you know, this doctor said yes, and I'm telling you no. But then he went on to walk us through every angle of the ultrasound, you know, comparing it to the chart of a healthy heart and showing us this and that. And, you know, he was like, listen, we want her to come back um, in several weeks to make sure that everything is still going as it should be going. But he said, I've been doing this a long time. And what I see right there is a 100 percent normal and healthy heart and uh, choking up thinking about it. And so, you know, at that point, we walk. I mean, we obviously you know my wife's sobbing um you know i i can't i don't really know what to think at that point and you know i call my family she calls her family and uh 
Yeah, that's where we are today. And yeah, I don't, man. you know, and so I, I, I think you, I think it's important too, because when you asked the doctor, how does that happen? You told me you were like, he was like, I yeah. don't know, man, I guess prayer works. You know what I mean? He's like, I've, I've, yeah, I didn't expect a doctor to, to tell me that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was yeah. like, I don't know, I guess prayer works. And well, he was he, like, listen, this doctor could have seen this. I guess yeah. this could have faked to the doctor out. You yeah, know, and, other but things could have happened. And then he stopped and he was like, I'm also a big believer in the power of prayer. Yeah. And... It's like, oh, you know, you don't always expect to hear that from a doctor. So Mm -hmm. anyway, um, I almost felt guilty. I do still feel guilty telling the story in a sense because most people don't have this outcome. When when a doctor tells you specifically your your child has tetralogy of fallot, which is a string of words I had never heard in my life until last Tuesday. I don't even know Tuesday. it now. I had never heard that. Well, before. I'm on a phone. My, doc- my wife is in the doctor's office last week. I'm on the phone, you know, listening, conferenced into this. And this doctor is, you know, saying the words tetralogy of Fallot. And I don't have any idea what you're, I had to stop her. I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand <laughs> the words you're saying. And then it turned into a full breakdown and I'm just kind of like, having an out-of-body experience and um so it was six days of 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 understanding um you know what a lot of parents unfortunately go through and it changes your perspective even more on parenting and you know what it means to have a kid and you know your heart breaks for people who have it more difficult the good news is as i learned that you know that's a surgery that um is highly successful um and so you know there's a lot of good outcomes out there now but um man it just you yeah. hate it. You hate it for the people that go through it. And well, I don't. Kyle, I, I man, I, I, go ahead. I don't want to cut you. No, no, no. It's it's all good. Um, no, man. I'm just saying, man. I, I appreciate you even sharing that. Like, I knew that, but you know, me and you had talked a little bit. We, but you telling the story again for listeners as well. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying. Pouring well, into others, man. I appreciate it, it, that. The stories so that, like, you know, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm hopeful that that can give other people hope too. Yes, exactly. That things will improve. That things will get better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, I appreciate that, dog. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a hell of an experience. A hell of a thing to go through. Yeah, that's it for is. sure. It really is. Um, Greg Olson and that foundation, the hardest yard. They do a lot of really good work, and I want to shout them out one more time because, um, you know, they immediately make themselves resources to people who need help. Yeah. They, they, they're out there to have people's backs. And that's, that's a really cool thing for people out there to know if they ever face a situation like that. And yeah. I know there are a lot of, there's a lot of crossover between the radio show and people who listen to this podcast. So um, a little bit of an update for people yeah, who are invested. But uh, we appreciate that's home, the support. dog. I appreciate that, Kyle. Well, for sure. But let, let's lighten the mood a little bit because, uh, you know. Shout out to Greg, man. Good well, job. He and his wife. Well, you want to talk, you, do you want to talk college football, which you do every day, or do you want to talk about what's going on here at home real quick? All right, so let's hit college and then let's come back to the home front because we've already been on the home front already. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> so or do you want to you want to go home front first? Let's get it out of the way. All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to spend. I got to do this today, so I don't okay, want to spend okay, too much yeah, time. Okay. 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 But I, people it. are going to want to know what you had to say about things. Okay. So, um, Carolina's zero and three. Bryce Young didn't play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't believe he's even injured, um, <laughs> and, and that you know they're just they're they're giving him a chance to breathe while the offensive line's a mess and just letting Andy Dalton take all the shrapnel until they get some offensive <laughs> line help. And then they'll bring Bryce back out there on the field. There's all sorts of stuff, man. Like, I kind of believe it. But then again, like, I understand he might probably have been. He's probably nicked up. So, like, you could probably say he's hurt and not be lying. So, like, at the end of the day, they're just a fucking mess. And nobody's happy. And the fans are yelling at me. And they're yelling at FNZ. And they're blaming it on us. And they're it's, I mean, this is the job, man. This is the job. But... <laughs> You know they do this. You've seen the text line. They blame it on me. They blame oh, the text line is the absolute worst. So, but also those the best that sometimes. don't know, also the, the best. The te- yes, also the best. That's what you do because I've been in the studio with Kyle. 
for those listeners that do not know this. I mean, somebody texted the show this morning at Mac and Bone and said that Taylor Swift's going to write a song about Icky Aquato and call it False Start. That's what the, that, so that we, stu- we do get stuff on the text line like that. That's so. really good. That's, I appreciate that. It, but it's, it's going to be <laughs> – hey, man. I, so let me talk about this one first. So the text line is really funny because you hear the real junk. Oh, like yeah. That's what you hear well, – that's what you see it all. Oh, yeah. What you hear on the radio is – Eighteenth of what comes through that text line Ooh. to Duffy and Evans. I can't I, read like thirty percent of it. Are you, am I lying, Kyle? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, there's some lunatics on the text line. <laughs> yes, right. And because I've seen that, I wouldn't believe Kyle, and unless I saw it. Oh yeah. But once I saw, it, I'm like, bro, these people are crazy. There are people who have never had a text read because they send in absolutely horrible things to the text line. <laughs> no question. All right. Those that are brave enough to call, we appreciate it. We got rid of the, we got rid of the one for a while that allowed pictures, the text line platform, so that people wouldn't send us porn and shit on the text yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame them. Oh, get, yeah. get away from it. <laughs> get away from it. Anyway, so so then, Kyle, um, the team as a whole, number one, if you thought they were going to win in Seattle, you're, you're an idiot. Um, there's no way they were going to win that game. I mean, like, yes, they can win because they both start off and score 0-0. But if anybody was smart or looking at football just in terms, Seattle's going to win. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, I mean, he's going to do what he does. He's accurate. He can complete passes. He knows how to read defenses. That's naturally. He's been in the league for a long time. Now, is he going to go win you anything worth anything? He cannot do that. He cannot elevate any team. Andy Dalton? Not at this point in his career. No. Not happening, right? And so that's fine. By the time I was done, my 10th, 11th year, like, I'm not elevating the team. I'm not elevating the defense as much as, like, I'm performing, doing my job very well. Right. You ain't going to have to worry about nobody catching ball on me. If somebody comes, I'm still going to make my play. But, like, I'm not where I was in year four where I was elevating the defense. Yeah. Like, that was the reason why we were winning. Yeah. Just different. And that's fine. It's respectable. It happens. But, bro, that was the first time a lot of them old linemen been out there in Seattle. I've been in a game on Monday night when they're breaking a record for how loud they get, and they're keeping count and track of how many offsides and penalties they cause because they track it, they love it, and they're really good at it. They're smart when they yell. I've always said Seattle fans were the smartest fans I've ever been around, the 12th man. It's a whole deal. It's Oh, my God, it's, it's actually pretty annoying. But they're really good at it, so you have to respect it. Yeah. So that's, you know – it's messed up, but they do got to be better. I mean, do you think – I think Bryce is probably really hurt. And if he wasn't and they said, look, we don't want to throw him to the freaking shipyard on a bad offensive line. The other dudes need to start playing better around him before we just throw him out there and then everybody wants to blame him for stinking. And it's like, bro, everybody stinks around here. Everybody. <laughs> everybody stinks. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? And let me, to that point, Top to bottom. I got people, say, it ain't just the players. It's everything. Oh, we got to get the fuck off this before I get upset again. But, like, we have to – and I'm joking about that. But we have the CJ – should have picked CJ Stroud crowd that's back now, right? Already. Three weeks into the season. Yeah. You know, should have gone with CJ Stroud. Look at him in Houston. And CJ's playing well. Good for him. But you know what's also happening? His team is playing well. <laughs> Tank Dell and Nico Collins are making plays. They are running wide open. <laughs> The Panthers' wide receiver core does not get a lot of separation at all. I mean, I saw C.J. Stroud on a couple of occasions, including at least one touchdown pass on Sunday, throw to a guy that was 8 to 10 yards open. (laughs) Bryce Young hasn't gotten that this year. Nobody's been 8 to 10 yards open for Bryce Young this year. Not once so far. So, you know, I know it's the NFL. you got to be able to throw into tight windows and, you know, try to beat guys like you, and it's, it's hard. But, like, you do need some help, too. Like, all these quarterbacks need protection and weapons. They all do. Yeah. Everybody said Tua was a flop, a bust. 
you know, too small, all these things a couple of years ago. And right now he is the front runner for the MVP through three weeks. So can we just that, give it a flip, little bit that, of time? That shuffle pass is fire, dog. It is. <laughs> it's, it is it's, fire. Really, it's really cool. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's such a genius, bro. Bro, Denver's defense is bad. From got, what I'm hearing from some of my boys, Denver's what? defense is 70 bad. Po- 70 points? Yeah, they said the linebackers are bad. I, I mean, like, if you watch the NFL, you know 70 points is absurd. Absurd. It happens routinely in college football. and you yes. know, But it, it 70 points in the NFL is absurd. Like, get somebody fired absurd. If it wasn't week three, yeah. 70 points is somebody's getting fired absurd. Oh, somebody on the team got cut, for sure. Had to. For somebody got to go. You think we just gonna keep the boat ride? Somebody, we got cut weight. We'll do somewhere. better next week. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Somebody got to go, dog. Oh yeah. Somebody gone fishing. Sean Payton was itching to cut somebody by the third quarter. <laughs> Dude, he, he'd already picked. It, he would already picked him out. It was already happening. Dude, somebody got to go. Believe it. So, I couldn't believe it. Like we're sitting there. We do our road pregame shows. Like at a couple of I establishments. Didn't see it at all. We had the games on at uh, Carolina Alehouse on Sunday. Uh, me and Mac, and we're watching it, and we're just watching them run up the score the entire time. And not only is it hilarious, we're also talking about the Panthers. And Mac just looks, and it's like it's like they play a different sport than Carolina. Yeah. It's like not just that they, they do it dip better offensively. It's like they're playing a different sport. He's like, can, can we get can we get Carolina to play that sport because that looks fun? Like that's how much Miami is fun to watch offensively. He's not wrong about that. Man, he's not. It's kind of crazy because um, I hadn't paid attention to NFL. Like I don't study. The ins and outs of it. I look at the big point, the big like pictures. Like you used of to, it. you mean? Yeah, like okay. I used to. And the fact that, like, I'm watching their plays, each individual plays, their breakdowns, what they're doing to attack. Like, I'm watching the film, the All 22, which that the eye and the sky don't lie. Right. So that's what keeps my eyes knowing what I know I'm looking at correctly. But Miami, their little short motions, Tyreek Hill, the way they use him, dude, they didn't even have Jalen Waddle. And then they got Mostert, who's fast as crap. Uh, they drafted A-Chain out of Texas A&M, who's explosive, can also be good in the return game. I mean, they got a lot of weapons. And Tyreek Hill is called a cheetah, it's called cheetah for a reason. For sure. Like, this cat is rolling. And Tua has this uncanny ability to be able to throw the deep ball, like, before it's actually kind of open. I don't know how. We, no, we talked about this yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, my boy Vilma's like, His dude, anticipation is yeah, stupid. Yeah, he's like, he's like, dude, he's got this, like. Yeah. This thing is just like sometimes you don't think it. He's like the ball's coming out and he's launching it. Dudes are like twenty something. I, I think he's it's similar to the, it like forty something. I know we, we have we have way too many comparisons to Steph Curry, but like it's it's in a way the way that Steph Curry shoots, right? The way that he anticipates based on the way that his body is moving, the way that the, he knows the ball needs it's to leave his hands. It's not all natural. Well, it's it's a lot of work. It's weird. It's, oh yeah, it's different. Well, no, it's like that's years and years and years of development that started when you're a kid. Right when you when you have to learn how to play as a kid when you're not that big, similar to Bryce Young, right? You got to learn to play differently because you're yeah, not big. I agree. You know you don't have a huge arm. So, so. so what are people thinking, Kyle? I want to hear your opinion on, and maybe some of the people's. Um, what are the, so? What were the expectations? What did they think they were going to be? And um, did they think they were going to win in Seattle? Is that what they're more disappointed? I thought what? they could win in Seattle with Andy. Like I thought they could go up there, he could stabilize it, keep it simple. Why? What do you mean? Because he's done, he was three and one against Seattle in his career. He's done it before. He's won up there. I mean, he has. Yeah. So I mean, okay. he he's played well against Seattle in his career. He was three and one going in. He'd thrown for like on average almost three hundred yards against. So him. what cost him the game? Um, because right now I'm hearing offense uh, stale. I mean, I'm hearing what is it? Is it the def? How did the defense? Well, play? I mean, three three guys went down on Sunday. Uh, Xavier Woods got hurt, left the game. Sha- uh, not Shaq. Um, 
Oh, why why am I having to – I'm struggling. Lou, to, Lou, oh, C.J. Henderson got hurt. Okay, the corner. Yep, he got hurt. Uh, who else got hurt? Uh, oh, Frankie Louvu got hurt, left the game. Um, do, 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 do. There might have been one other. But, I mean, they had three guys go down to leave the game. Yeah. Uh, maybe four, actually. And Kyle, what have and I they're said? already without J.C. Horn. They're already without Shaq Thompson, who got hurt last week. So, I mean, they, they just don't have the kind of quality depth to compete. And the thing is, Seattle had all – I mean, Seattle had even more injuries <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. But John Schneider's been the GM there for 14 years because that team has always had quality depth, right? They, yeah. they just do. They, they have guys. They're not to build it. Yeah. They, and it's not that they've always been great. It's that, you know, with him and Pete Carroll, they're almost never bad. Well, that's why you guys have Dan Morgan in this, in this, uh, in this organization as well, because he came from there and he. Well, they both did, him and Federer. Yeah. And right? so they should be trying to build this thing on up. And it, it, look, Kyle. I told you since day one, all right? I wanted Carolina to earn my fandom back, Kyle. Have they, they haven't done it yet. Well, they bought me off. Well, they by bought you off of Bryce. Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that's true. They bought me off. But you were on the Saints sideline last Monday night. So, you know, that needs to be mentioned before we move on. I'm just saying. There's no doubt. As you should be. You're Saints Hall of Famer. <laughs> now, let's, let's get to something else here. Thank uh, you. you. You're fired up about Dan Lanning and Deion Sanders, or at least you were before this show where are we on that because i th- are, are you less fired up now about dan lanning that we talked about it off the air or are you still mad at dan L- were you ever mad at dan lanning? i was like yeah because like, i, I, I should have asked it that way i'm yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. were you ever mad at dan lanning no okay why because i'm not i'm not mad at dan lanning that's the wrong word i would be <laughs> number one he's talking trash all right before game whatever whatever now the thing that bothers me is how everybody else wants to Put gasoline on the fire. Put gasoline on the fire. All right. Yeah. <laughs> because Colorado lost. Number one, I didn't think Colorado was going to win that game. Then I think they may cover 20-something points. Yes, because, like, that's a lot of points. But I also forget it's college football. And <laughs> 21 points is not that much in college football in terms of when you look at where Oregon's program is compared to where Colorado's program is. Yeah. That's not that lot of many points. Right? Oregon's been competing and, for national championships yes. for a while. At Pac-12 championships. Pac-12 championships for sure. Yeah. Um, you said they've been a playoff contender. Yeah. yeah. And Colorado is just trying to win two or three games. Okay? So this is where the programs have been the last few years. Which is what Dan Lanning kind of said. Yes, exactly. Didn't he say a few weeks ago when he asked the question, he was like, what have they done for us to worry about them leaving effectively? Didn't, isn't that what he said? I don't, or yeah, something along those lines? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't recall. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, anyways. So when he's like, we're playing for, they play for clicks, we play for wins. Yeah, they're playing for clicks, we're playing for wins. Now when he says that, that statement, it doesn't bother me. The statement does not bother me. But you bringing in cameras into your locker rooms to record you saying it bothers me. Because you're doing the same thing as what you're saying they doing. You try, now you worried about clicks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So do we know he That's, set that up? Do we know for a fact? I'm just asking. Do we know I, for a fact I, that? I don't know, but the fact that it happened bothers me. Okay. That is okay. what bothers me, Kyle. All right. I you, love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah, because it, it's, it's that part of it. It ain't none of, none, it ain't none of that because that's the game. The game don't change. I don't, I don't, that don't bother me. The game is the game. And even what Dion said is right, too. He was like, look, they're not, what them other people say, they're not coming at my players. They're not coming at Colorado. They're coming at me. Right. And like, he's right about that. He is right about that. He was like, well, because that's who they really took taking the shots out. They don't, and his confidence does bother people. 
it bothers people. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. And, and the best are always the confident ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same way Tiger Woods bothered his confidence, bothered people in the PGA when he first showed up. His was different. There was no swagger there, though, was it? I guess, well. No, no, no. no, no, no. I said confidence. Okay. No, I, yeah. Like when they, they, the dude, at the one golfer asked him, like, how do you feel about going to his first comp? His first tournament or Masters or whatever. He's like, I want to win it. Yeah. He's like, oh, sometimes third is good. You'll understand. He's like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm going to win it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he want it. Yeah. But anyways, that's the difference as well. Tiger was playing. I just don't. Dion ain't playing no more. <laughs> right. I just think that there was way too much that made too, of that. Like, I, mean, I, I think so, too. I think it was way overplayed. I, that part bothered me that's the outside he can't control that yeah. that's the game the game is the game like, i thought it was a good speech myself like I, I thought it was a good speech i get it i like it and i say this is someone who was and they like, came out fired up and they won right i mean that just you know he he Give did what credit. he had to do to get his team fired up yes. no, he could have done it a different way yeah he didn't like that's that's what he said and Dude, it, his players game. responded to it and oregon's really good like that's Oregon's even game. better than a lot of people thought they were going to be it looks like the pac-12 is the best it's ever been I, oh yeah it's hilarious the year's yeah. falling apart so, so I, 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 I talked about that on, um, on, week, on the ESPN this week. I saw you post that, uh, that clip this week. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I need to start posting more of my stuff. But I do, do you? Yeah, I'm going to share it to the world. I've been really. fighting that urge myself. Because I, I do a pretty good job. I want people to actually listen and hear it. <laughs> and when I fucking come I'm on, bro. I'm disagreeing with you. That yeah. was good. And little Dion snuck in right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, man. And, like, when I come out and, like, I just come on way too dang early. I don't know why ESPN wants me up so early. but hey, They do get good. you up early, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. It's all right. I'm not mad. Okay. I'll take advantage of my time. But I'll start sharing and do my own job. You know what I mean? But anyways, so yeah, Kyle, that's where I'm at on it. Okay. That's it. I'm done. You're done. I'm done. I'm cool with it. Where are you on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? <sighs> I'm so You're no That one annoys you, I know. Uh, I'm so over it already. It's just extra distractions. Do you really want more distractions? Really? You're going the Skip Bayless route? I, sure I think Skip it said is. that yesterday. No, no, no. As a team. As like, a, if you Travis Kelsey... It's fine, bro. Like, you know, get get the cheeks. Do what you're going to do. Maybe you all in. Like, I don't no, know. Time the fuck out. You just said get the cheeks about Taylor. I mean, listen, I'm not a Swifty by any means. But, like, this is Taylor Swift we're talking about here. Bro, so now you're putting no, on, I'm on not, a pedestal? You're I, putting her on a pedestal? She put herself on a pedestal. She's Taylor Swift. Like, th he's dating someone with – this man might be the greatest tight end in NFL history. I think that's debatable. I'm not saying he is. But he's at least put himself in the conversation. And now he's dating someone, potentially, who is like ten times more famous than him. And so, I don't know. Like, yeah. is, is, it a, is it a different – I'm not saying she, she shouldn't be in the box every weekend. Like, she's not going to be there anyway. So, that, like, so then what's the distraction, I guess is my point. Man, uh, is he it, not allowed to date Taylor Swift because they might not play football as good? Dude, you can do whatever you want. Okay. I don't care who anybody dates. I'm just saying. If you were his it, teammate, would you be like, stop this? You're going to ruin our season. No, no, no. I would be like, bro, let's, let's get it cracking. Where are the friends at? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. All right. All you right. know what I'm saying? She probably doing it big. Okay. Like, big right. time partying. But, like, uh, if, yeah. if she hosting. Bro, I'm there. I want all the invites because I know her friend's going to be bad, too. Okay. So, right. like, to me, I think this is all wins. Okay. All wins on that front. On that front, On Kyle. that front. Yes. There's multiple fronts to the fight, Kyle. Okay. All right? This okay. is not just a face-to-face, -face, we're boxing each other. It's stuff. It's bringing in the Swifties, bro. The, the, you got to understand, this is a world dynamic of, like, next thing you know, 
ETV showing up. Next you know, in ABC, like uh, all the those pictures and pops are starting to come around. And look, I'm telling you this because now they're showing up in Kansas City, all right, Missouri, where there's not a lot of that. No, I got That's you. That's why the Chiefs can be who the Chiefs are because you're in Kansas City. It's very unique there to be able to play football, bringing all these 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 people and like what they are right now. I'm just saying. I just yeah, but think, you can keep that out of out of Kansas City. I, hey now. man, look, I, that's my only negative on it. Okay, right, look. Other I, than that, I'm I'm cool with it. I think there, I, no, I, I think that there's. I'm just out on it because like I just don't care. I, look, I'm not same. a Taylor Swift fan. I I love Travis Kelsey. I, I got him on my. My wife fantasy. is obsessed with it. Okay, yeah, so like, yeah, she, she I'm out. Like That's so, my wife didn't care about football that much, right? She'll ask how the Panthers are doing. She'll ask how our Hokies are doing. You know, she'll watch a little bit here and there. But like, she, right now though, she's listening to the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Like that, my wife is listening to the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Oh yeah, he's gonna get all them numbers up. Oh dude, I'm telling you, like it, this is well, his jersey sales are up. Like he's in back in the top ten of NFL jersey sales for the first time in like forever. Maybe the first time ever. I don't know. <laughs> but like everything's up for him. So this is. There's there's validity to what you're saying because like there's a lot of attention. Yeah, right now. that's all I'm saying. There's a bro. lot of it. Like I'm just kind of grilling you on some stuff right now, but you're not wrong about that. Okay, like, there's okay. a lot to this. I just think it's multiple fronts to this. You're that's not all wrong. I'm saying you're not wrong. I'm not. You're right about everything you just said because it. I guess it can be a lot to deal with, but they're also rich <laughs> Look, man, and famous. I was. Here, here's yes. my other point. Here's my other point. They're both like 33. They're the exact same age. I learned this. They're yeah. both 33 years old. Um. I'm glad she's not in her 20s. 30s, I, are, she's a little she bit older. She dated a whole lot of like yeah, yeah. artist, actor types in the past. She's like, never been with like a six six dude. No, not like a, not like a dude, right? She's never <laughs> been with like a dude. So my theory is he's gonna wife her up. Like I think I, I think they're gonna procreate because like you know if you're Taylor Swift, like don't you want the genes of a of an all time great NFL tight end as opposed to Joe Jonas <laughs> <laughs> and his brother and his brother is playing too, so the genes are good. Yeah, see. I got. I mean, listen. I, I know I'm not going out way far on a limb here when I when I. But I think this is the one, man. Oh my gosh! I think this is the one, bro. And I know nothing about Taylor Swift's life. My, the only thing I. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, no, I get it. I I do. I do just want to throw this out there. Kyle. Throw it out there. Just you know, maybe I'm fishing. Okay. But just understand, you know, Travis Kelsey dating a, a sister before. Some people were hoping that he may go back. Oh, really? Sister Lane, Who was it? Is it someone famous? I didn't know that. No, no. His his previous girlfriend was a, a black lady. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She's cool. But, so, but she wasn't famous for any other reason than being Travis Kelsey's girlfriend? Uh, I don't know about that. I think she okay. did do some other stuff. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that tracks with yeah. Travis Kelsey, for sure. He loves all flavors. Well, yeah. I mean, That's what I'm saying. He even loves He's Swifties. got a lot of swagger, right? Yeah, yeah My does. point is, as a white guy, there are not a lot of white dudes who are equipped to date a black woman. No, not, I agree with that. The swagger level's not high enough, right? Yeah. Or any other number of factors. Yeah. But for Travis Kelsey, yeah. No, I make that track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, for he's, sure. He's still rocking a mustache, just a mustache. And, and my not, wife won't let me. You ever thought about it? No. I, no? I've done it before. I, you know, I did it before I went out to California. Just the mustache. Just the mustache. I've thought about it so many times. but then Maybe I, I, I didn't do just the mustache. I would, Maybe I, I, I would immediately miss my beard. And just having something to mess with, tug on, you know, I just, I would miss it, dude. I but I, I love the mustache. I do it this summer. Maybe I'll do it. I'll let you know how it goes. You going to do it for real? I'll do it. I mean, you do keep your beard pretty, tr- I don't know, dude. It might take you a minute to grow it back, though. 
That's fine. It's fine. No, nah, you you could do it. You could do it. It's fine. So you could rock just the stash. See, but I don't know though because the stash is still mostly black for you. Is it going to pop enough? You think? <laughs> because you got the gray beard that just accentuates the whole head really well. <laughs> And you still have the dark mustache. How's that? You're going to look like a cop, dude. You're going to look exactly <laughs> like it. Everybody's going to think you're the Pope, man. You're going to have to live that way for a while. You know that, right? <laughs> I've never been accused of that, but maybe. You're going to get accused of being the Pope for sure. For sure? That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> but, like, I, you know, they, these Gen Z boys have, it's hilarious. It. They've brought back the, the mullet and the mustache. Yeah. And I love them for it, dude. Wow. Like, I, I love the look. It, it what, takes what me back. What is it? Is it Gen Z or is it millennial? Uh, some millennials for sure. But I think a lot of the much, I think a lot of the Gen Z dudes are doing it. And I appreciate it. It's a thing that they're doing that I really appreciate them for. I'm not mad Hell no, dude. I'm like, I saw mad. a picture of Paul Skeens and Olivia Dunn down at LSU when I was coming over here. And it was just like, you know, some Instagram thing that popped up in my feed when I opened it up. Um, or where maybe Twitter, but either way, I saw it in the background. like this LSU bro with this beautiful mullet, like this luxurious, <laughs> wavy, curled up at the end mullet down to the base of his neck. Got an LSU ball cap on and just a beautifully trimmed stash. Yeah. And I'm like, man, in a different world where I'm not a millennial, um, I'm rocking that look. And I appreciate the fact that they've restored it because that's a man's fucking look. The mullet and the mustache. Dude, I'm not mad at it, Do dog. you realize how many dudes have missed out on the opportunity to get laid just with the mullet and the mustache over the past 15 years when it quote-unquote went out of style. Yeah, Bro, with, if you've got the balls to rock a fucking mullet and a mustache, like women know you're an alpha male. That's dude, what you are. And you have surplus testosterone. That's what you have. No question, Kyle. Right? I agree with you. I agree with you, especially if the sleeves are freaking blown oh, out. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, hey, you show up at a honky-tonk or a karaoke on a Come Friday on, night in the son. South with a fucking cut-off T-shirt and a mustache and a mullet, Come unless on, you're son. 800 pounds, you're leaving with somebody. <laughs> you're leaving with somebody. Because only fucking men rock that look, man. Dude. And I told my wife a few months ago. I failed myself. I told my wife. I said it on the air. I tried to commit myself to it so that I could lock myself into it. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm growing the mullet. I am. I might keep the beard. I might just go all the way to the stash. And I told my wife, and I happened to talk to my agent that night. And I'm a radio guy, so it's not that big a deal for the most yeah. part. But, you know, I do a little bit of TV, and they both were like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and it was like a resounding no from both of them. And I'm like, really? It's like that bad? And my wife's like, your head, no, your head's too big. Don't do it. And I was shit. I still want to do it, though. I still really want to do it. Kyle, you should just do it in your dreams. I, want the, sh I want the side shaved. Yeah, dude, I, I want the it. vanilla ice lines in the it. side you with want the it. the lines? Oh, my God. Did you get the lines when you were a kid? Of course you did. Yeah. We all did, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, had, I just had two on the side. Then I had them. And obviously, they weren't just vanilla ice lines, but no, that shit no. was funny when he had them. It was really no. funny. I did. Um, the coolest one I saw, this, uh, this young lady I knew, um, she had like stars in her because she had like a mohawk, but yeah. only half, and it had like stars in it going down. That what? was kind of cool, too. That is, see, I didn't go, I never went with the full design. Yeah, yeah. I only ever got the lines, you but I had friends who got the designs, man. I, I, I saw, I had dude, I knew dudes who had flames on the side. And like, Pete. those are the dudes that ended up working on cars for a living. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I love too them much. For it. Oh, yeah, no, they, they, wanted, they wanted the flames coming out, right? <laughs> 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 man we had some fucked up hairstyles growing up didn't we <laughs> oh what was gosh. but it is the jerry curl the the black version of the mullet no doubt it, i, I want to ask you that is it um is that the fair comparison or is it something else 
Mm, I'm not going to say that because not everybody was into Jericho. Well, well, because well, it's, it's, it's fairly extreme, right? Well, which I guess Jericho you versus Afro, right? Like I, I think one of the other, depending on what it is. Like if you came in with the biggest and baddest Afro, that was like okay, that dude's. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the 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 main of the lion as well, in a sense. I guess. Oh, I like that. Back in the day, you know what I mean? Uh, it works according with to the my parents. Too. You know what I'm saying? According to my parents, because I didn't grow up in the Afro okay. um, times. And, but in the Jerry Curl, too, was in like the 80s where it's like, you know, uh, we're coming to America, all that stuff, where now it was just a little bit more juicier. They were putting hairspray in, keeping it wet, and it was just different. But it was really coming from like the fro to that, then the the black people wearing to the box, you went to the Gumby. It was like, you know, the slanted, the, the box, just the top. Some kids still trying to rock it now, but now... Young kids just wear their hair nappy, bro. I don't even understand it. Sometimes some of it. Some of these kids need to do a little something, something, something with it. Yeah, give it some kind of direction. I have no opinion on that. It, but that's my opinion. No, no, I'm with you. Yours is the qualified one. Mine is not. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> that's all I meant. Yours is the qualified opinion. Nobody cares what this guy thinks about that. That's the only point. Touche. Where are you going this weekend, by the way? All right, where, so going to Lexington, you? Kentucky, Florida at Kentucky. That's a good town, man. Yeah, it is, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, that's a good town. Going in a little bit early, um, but really excited about it. Did you ever play there in college? Uh, yeah, we did play there. Was it a late season game, early season game? Uh, it was kind of mid. It gets mid. cold in Lexington. It is. It's. Uh, it does. It's going to be colder. Yeah. In Lexington, my dad was actually up there driving his truck uh, not too long ago, and so he's. Um, he said it was cold, like in the fifties. This morning. Oh but, yeah, well that's, so that's that's mountain cold. It's going to be cool though because uh, it won't be too too hot. So oh no, Saturday morning for you is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. It's not going to be bad at all. And then the um, but it should be interesting. When I played there though, funniest thing ever. They had the one guy. Um, you remember where um, radio the movie? Yeah. So the, what the guy's name? I forget. Cuba Gooding Jr. No. Oh, oh, oh. Um, who he represented. But, yes, it was played by Cuba. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I have to look but it But, anyways, he was, like, the the captain or, like, the um, uh, celebrity of the game when I played up there in Lexington. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was one of the coolest things. Well, not coolest, but at the time, I was like, hold on, that's the dude from radio. Damn. Yeah. So, it was just like, oh, you know, da, 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 radio. So, who and was so, the quarterback at Kentucky when you played? Was it Couch? What couch uh, was it? No, no, no. no. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, Lorenzen one no year. No way. You yep. faced the hefty lefty? I played against the hefty lefty. And then. Did y'all beat him? Yep. Yeah, we beat Kentucky. Never. I never lost to Kentucky. I lost to a lot of teams, but not Kentucky. Okay. Um, they used to be so bad. Yeah. Um, they've done a decent job there now, man. They got to mm -hmm. figure out their offense, though. Well, I just. Devin like, Leary's got to play. Their overall investment into the program has yeah. been impressive. As I watched them, Devin Leary's got to continue to try and play better. He's got to have some sense of awareness. I think the O line needs to play better. I think they're still trying to figure out who their identity is a little bit on the offensive side of the football. But defensively, they, they looked pretty. They've done pretty well. I saw the highlights, but I haven't finished watching the game. I was actually doing that before you got here. I just finished watching the offense. Uh, Kentucky versus Vandy. I thought Vandy tried to compete well. Vandy's got a couple of players up front too. They just don't have enough, um, enough firepower. And all, not only that, Kyle, but it's like, man, dude, when you're like, if you're not as good as somebody or have as much depth as they do, you got to be freaking spot on on the details. Yep. Like you can't let the details slip 
and still think you're going to win when you're there you're not better than them talent wise like way better you know what i mean oh yeah and so the same situation happened early in the year where clemson lost to duke duke was on top of the details though that's why they beat clemson not because they were better it's also why they beat half the sec who duke you think they would beat half the we had SEC? this argument last week in your kitchen they'd beat half the sec duke would absolutely I mean, I'm, I'm not, not going to say no. Beat, I'm not saying they beat the top half. I'm yeah, not saying yeah, they beat yeah. the best teams in the SEC. You're right. You're right. But Duke would beat half the SEC. Duke is a good football team. You're right. Dan Elko's a great coach. Way better than I realized that he did. I mean, he's put a team together out and there. And like you said, they're handling the details. Yeah. The details. Yes. I, it, like, that gives you a chance to win if you're just doing the little things right. They don't beat themselves. No. You know what I mean? And, and you know what? To be fair, like – Carolina they, Panthers, you're not going to win many games – with eight false start penalties. You know what I'm saying? I mean, your point – we're going to go back and forth. Like, your point about – because you said that thing about, hey, it's loud at Lumen Field. You've been there. They're going to cause a few. They're, it's true. Like, you expect yeah. a couple. You expect a couple. Y- yes. But you don't expect eight. I mean, even can't Ick, have it. Even Icky was like, that's ridiculous. Like you, We can't you, have it. Right. We're not going to win that game. Right. But back to the point. Duke does that's, – that's how they play. Yes. And that's – they signed Mike Elko to a new deal, but, you know – they, it also, you know, probably ensures them too that they get paid if somebody poaches him. How much longer do you think he's there? And I hate to talk about it that way because Duke fans hate me for it, and I get it. But like, you know, there's gonna be some deep. Thought, po- he keeps this up. There's gonna be some deep pocketed people I, coming I after Mike Elko. I thought he was damn good at um, at A&M? Uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, D coordinator. I thought he was damn good. Very good. Yes, uh, and he's very, already very shown good. he can run his own program. Yes. Um, well. Brennan Duke is so different than some of these other places. Sure is. Like, you got to understand that, too. Sure so is. I think fit matters. I think it always matters. Fit matters. Always matters. So, before I'm like, yes, he's going to be a home run, I, I got to know the jobs and the availability. Like, the same way I'm like, dude, Deion Sanders is great. Way better in Colorado than in Auburn, Alabama. Oh, yeah, because you Colorado know? gave him the keys. You know what I'm and saying? And said, do it your way. Yeah. Which, which, in hindsight, and I, this is, I missed on this at first. I was like, why would he? No, he's not going to Colorado. There's not enough opportunity <laughs> there. But I didn't see it from his perspective. Yes. And he, you know, and, it was, and I quickly understood it was, oh, they're just going to give him complete control to do whatever he wants. You know, right. like the university president's like showing up with him at stuff, and it's like, this is my guy. <laughs> and he's it's like, got an arm around each other. Yeah. Everybody's happy. And it's he's like, bringing his Louis bag. Yeah, he's brought everybody Louis bags. He's getting everybody Louis bags and expensive sunglasses. Like everybody's benefiting from the economic force that is Deion Sanders, right? Yes. So, I mean, Mike Elko obviously isn't that guy at Duke, but he's brought wins and respectability to Duke football. And it's not that they didn't have it ever, because David Cutcliffe is a good coach. And they had a couple of really good teams at Duke. Um, And some of these players are players that David Cutcliffe did bring into the program. Correct. But they were really bad with some of these same players the year before Mike Elko showed up, and he started winning with those guys. So he can coach. He has coordinated a defense and a really good one in the SEC. You're right to say that fit matters and that, you know, he can't just go do this anywhere. But somebody in that conference, I think in the next – you know, six months, at, or, well, probably not even that long, in the next couple of months, he's going to try to throw a lot of money at that guy to get him out of Duke. You think so? He's winning at Duke already. Well, who, so what, what jobs are going to be available? I don't know. You just uh, don't know in this college football landscape, do you? I think you can start to project. I don't you know. You can always project. Uh, yeah, you and, can. You know, what? you know what? Let me give some advice to Carolina Panthers fans. Why yeah. are we going back to the Panthers? Because I got I'm gonna put a bow on it, Kyle. Okay, nobody feels sorry for you. Number one, okay. number two, 
you could be the Chicago Bears. Oh my God! Yeah, that's bad. All right, yeah, that's a bad situation. Now, now, perk up, Buttercup. Let's go. You got fourteen more games to go. I don't know why where that just came from. But it just hit me. You know, Kyle. it was a fine point. No, it was a, I've, I've made that same point. You could be them. Yeah, I've made that very same point. No, but I, dude, I'm telling you, college football coach. All right, so who could be fired? I don't know. Um, I, I just well because it depends. Does a program yeah. spiral Look, down the man, stretch? I, I have. I, I just said this last night on my show, Read and React, Monday nights, SEC Network. Y'all check me out uh, before Monday Night Football. So 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Thank you, Kyle, for that time. Yep. All right. But um, especially in the conference that I cover in the SEC, you never know. It's a week-to-week basis, Coach. Okay? Yep. Florida, you stunk after you lost to Utah. Everybody was kicking you down. Then you beat you, Tennessee. Then you beat Tennessee. Everybody lo- – oh. Second best team in the East. And then you don't score a touchdown in the second half against Charlotte. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. All right? Week-to-week basis. Tennessee, everybody loved you at the beginning of the season. You, oh, you crushed Virginia. We know it. Virginia's not good. Not this guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> not this guy. And so, you know, and now you lose to Florida. Now everybody's like, oh, I don't know if Tennessee's good. Same things happen all across the country with different schools. Mm-hmm. Colorado, all, all love. They lose to Oregon. Oh. They're out of top 25. Yep. Um, these things are happening. People are using different things to try and say that who ain't watching who. All mm-hmm. right, Washington State coach talking about uh, – who did he mention said that nobody's watching them because uh, somebody said nobody – oh. Um, Jake uh, – No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. The uh, – from game day. Uh, oh, my gosh, the coach. Uh, Lee Corso. Yeah, Lee Corso. Sorry. Lee Corso. He pissed off a couple of people this week. <laughs> well, just, more specifically, the game day writers probably upset some people. But um, it, yeah, whatever. So it's funny. It's hilarious. Who'd Lou Holtz make mad? Oh, he made Ohio State Ryan Day mad. Everybody got mad. Yeah, everybody was mad. Jay everybody was mad. was mad at Lee. Yeah. Everybody every, yelling at everybody. Yeah, everybody. I watched TV. Damn it. I heard what you said. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was mad. So it's a week to week basis. Everybody thought Notre Dame had a real chance. They lose to Ohio State. And Coach Freeman, you can't have ten guys out there. You got to get eleven on the field. Period. Point blank. What was his explanation for that again? Uh, I, something about he didn't have a timeout. Didn't want to like get them to be able to get a huddle for real. It was like whatever yeah. it was. Bottom line, can't have it. Can't no, happen. No, can't happen. Just can't happen. Like I, they I'm, know it. We all know it. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm moving on from it. Oh, okay. Got him. It can't happen, Kyle. And so, hats off to Ohio State winning the game. That's cool. But um, it was interesting. And more and more of these teams are going to start to shape up. You know, Penn State's probably better than what people think. Penn State uh, could be better in in that conference up there. Uh, And right now, everybody's saying the best ball is out west in the Pac-12, which which is really funny because they're about to have the biggest divorce. And just like I said on on Saturday morning when I was harping is that, dude, it's about the money. Same thing all these other divorces in America is all about. Well, well, top three reason. Well, it's funny, dude, because we're, we're watching the TV landscape, you know, just crumble in a lot of ways. And these are the same people that are in charge of college football. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not really a, a coincidence that it's happening simultaneously. But listen, I mean, we talked about it. You're right. The entire thing's driven by how much money can we make. Yeah. Uh, there's, I think the news came out, what, last night that they're going to stick with a 12-team playoff, the 12-team format, I believe. Um, I'm still catching up on the news from last night, but um, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made in college football, you know, by continuing to consolidate the, 
most the, the the biggest programs to to hoard the biggest pile of money, and that's been the goal all along, and that's what they're still trying to do. Um, did you see them pitch? Who was it that pitched uh, promotion relegation in college football the other day? What is that even? Uh, like European soccer, right? There's levels to it. Like there's the Premier League, there's the Champions League. You know, oh, if, you relegate, and if you finish in the bottom three, you get relegated to the next, the league below, and you got to win your way back up, mm. and you know that sort of thing. And that um, I, I'd love that system in theory. American sports owners will never go for it. Our no. system is way too firmly entrenched, I think, for anybody to radically change that much. But I do love it in, in, in theory. Let me, let me, I'm going to throw one more thing out there. Okay. Is also that you also got to understand, because you're talking about, are you talking about pros or college? Uh, college. So, number one, the biggest thing, college universities, presidents, they ain't hearing none of that. No. They don't have college sports over there. That's the first answer they're going to tell you. Those European places, they don't have college sports. No, it's unique to America. So it's an American thing. So we ain't taking their rules, all right? America first policy. <laughs> Kyle, you like that? You just America first at them. <laughs> I did. I did. All right, Kyle. America the, first. Yeah, America first. The A is silent, Kyle. <laughs> the A is silent. All right. So... That's going to be the biggest thing about it. I don't think that ever works because you have people at the bottom that aren't the best in these conferences, some of these teams, and all of a sudden now you're going to try and bunch them and say they're not good enough. Well, you know if you do that, you don't get as much money. So then how do I start to ever get up? So it doesn't make sense. And a lot of these other conferences use these other schools as far as academic academia. Like we get so caught up in the football like the presidents and all that other stuff. But the presidents, those are athletic directors that have to do all that. But the presidents, dude, athletics is like 10% of the shit they got to deal with when running a university. You got to understand, it's about the numbers, the students. And yes, football adds to that because it brings eyes and natural attention when these schools are good and people want to go to a good football school. They want to have fun while they're on campus. Like, all that matters. But for a president's eyes, yeah. it, that's like 10%. So I'm wondering at some point, does football ever kind of branch off its own and say, hey, we're able to sell our own Alabama likeness, name, image, whatever, for like a billion dollars or somebody, and then they take over? I don't know. I'm just wondering where all this is going to go. Uh, down the road because we truly do not know and all the decisions are being made based upon football but it's putting everything else in jeopardy so your boy chip patterson told me something a while back he, you know when i asked him about you know this idea i forget who said it last because everybody lots of people have, have flirted with it but you know, i think it was the idea of like 32 teams essentially breaking away 40 35 40 teams breaking away you know and leaving even half the power five out in the cold to in effect and chip was like listen somebody has to lose these games Right. You know, he's, he's like, you know, even if 32 break away, suddenly the back half of that 32 is now in the poorhouse or, you know, they're, they're the poverty programs or, you know, they can't win and they're not going to. He's like, somebody's got to lose these games. He was in effect saying the back half of the this power is like five. Game of Thrones. Yeah. It, it was <laughs> like, you know, you still have to have a lot of these teams around to play because somebody's got to lose all these games. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that um, the Texas Techs of the world are going to disappear overnight. Right, I, I don't think that's going to happen. These are story. These are universities with a lot of. And I just bring them up because they're like firmly middle class in college football, right? Yeah. They're a big state school. They have fans. They've had some success. You know, people do love Texas Tech football enough to show up in pretty big numbers on a Saturday. It is the state of Texas, after have all. Have you so been to Texas A&M? I've been through Texas A&M. Yeah, 
I've never been to a um, – so we played them – was that the, – no, that wasn't the Hurricane. We, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, I've been through College Station on a road trip. I've never been to a game there. No. Okay. Because no. I, I was there this past weekend. Different place. Oh, I saw your pictures. You were doing the – oh, I saw you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did, you go, did you go to, you go to yell practice? I did not go to yell practice. I saw you doing the yell stuff behind the – I did. That I, was hilarious. I, I started learning their stuff. Ooh. I mean, dude, they do it constantly over and over and over again. Oh, I know. I've watched way more of that stuff than I'd ever <laughs> care to admit because <laughs> when I first stumbled on that years ago, I was like, hey, wait a minute. They do what out there now? And it's, I watched They got a lot. Oh, buddy. Kyle, you know what? I, the thing I appreciated or what I kind of learned – uh, do you want to tell us when they played? I, I know you want. Oh to no, you're that. good. I'm just looking it up for my um, own sanity to make sure I'm not crazy. Okay, so, <laughs> so the um, it was like the more and more because I go to these campuses. You know me. I'm on my scooter. I'm riding around. I'm asking people questions and stuff, getting to know. And some friends I know there too. So, it was just like, you guys have all drank the Kool Aid, and then I I had the best answer ever. I asked this one kid because I, I was like, so. My question was, is there anything you don't like about Texas A&M? And literally nobody was like, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm like, so every building is colored like the same brown. It's like blah. It's like just like those boxes brown. Like the cardboard box. Oh, yeah. The whole, the whole campus is painted like that. Well, it's a military school. Whatever. A it's lot still, of it, right? it's, it's, it's still, I mean, we'll have no pops, nowhere, nothing. Right. So, well, they got a new... They have a newer um, color of the brown. <laughs> that's in the newer part. Yeah. But that's it. Still brown. But anyways. So they, they have set, See, that's the thing. They have, they're massive. But they're, we are – so I bring this up. At Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech and Texas A&M are very similar, right, in, the, in that they have – so like there's the um, – Because you guys got the same rock color. Uh, well, Hokie Stone, yeah. Hokie Stone. Right. We got that. But we also um, – you have the service academies, Army, Navy – Air Force, right? Um, you have the Citadel. You have VMI. Uh, what else am I missing? Like, these are the military schools, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. and there's levels to them. But then Virginia Tech and Texas A&M are, like, the two public universities that have the biggest standing Corps of Cadets in the country, mm. right? They're bigger than us. Like, our, our enrollment is, like, oh, I think it's over 30,000. They're, They're like, 70,000. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, a Big Ten school with their enrollment. Yeah, yeah they, they, they are massive now. It is big. They didn't used to be that big, but, like, they literally have, like, Big Ten Midwest, like, just massive mega school enrollment now. Um, but those are the similarities, like, that military background, the way the campuses look, like, the way that they – so ours, again, is the same way. We have a lot of the same – there's uniformity in the buildings, right? And they're all – we ours is hokey stone, but it's like a you know brownish tannish color, and so I know what that campus looks like kind of without ever having been there <laughs> because I, I see it in many ways in Blacksburg. So. No, it, it was um, and I see pictures, and so. they 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 all um, they all admit they drank the Kool Aid. I had one kid tell me he's like, "Look, man, everybody wants to try and say like we're a cult, a cult or something, you know?" And like, I, I mean, so he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like. He's like, man, you're like, maybe we are. Like, I love our school, bro. And, like, you know, it's not like we're, like, sacrificing anybody or anything. We just love our school, bro. I'm like, you know what, man? I so? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what, man? I appreciate your honesty. And once I, like, understood, I'm like, really, they just all drank the Kool-Aid, and they're cool with it. Yeah. So I'm like, I ain't even mad at them. No, like, it's just, at all. I'm not mad at them at all. I no. just learned how to do the whoop thing and, like, Bro, they were all in. It was. Um, I think was, I was laying on the couch last week, and I saw that video pop up, and I was crying watching you do that behind those guys. <laughs> it was really, fun. really funny. It was really it funny. It was hilarious to me. They were all in about it. Like, 
And they just all, they, as soon as I count them in, they all just go to their position. And then they just like, uh, they just look at their, yep. then they just respond and just do whatever they tell them to do. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like, oh, that's so funny, dude. And, and, <laughs> so and, funny. Wow. And because I was like, so do you guys, you know, do you drink, like, how do you all, because they all got a ring too. Yeah. Like a little power, like a little ring that says. Like a class but, ring? Yeah. Well, it's a Texas A&M ring. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. And um, I've heard of that. And I guess after they continue uh, complete, like, do you get it before you graduate it or like after you graduate? Like, well, you got to put time in. So it's got to be after 90 hours, you get a ring because then you'll kind of finish. Well, they all will finish by then because by that time you drank Kool-Aid for show. For show. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but I like it, man. I thought it was, it was funny. That was just my experience. And also the other thing I learned about it, Kyle, was that I went and saw this, um, this high school or well, middle school, Stephen F. Austin. And um, – and it's in Bryan, Texas. Yep. But in Bryan, Texas, it's just one syllable. It's Brian. Brian. Brian, Texas. Yep. Brian, Texas. Brian, Texas. Yeah, yep. that's it. Yeah. My aunt's from Amarillo. So, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> one syllable, please. <laughs> Brian. That's we're it. Not, we're not wasting time with more syllables. <laughs> Brian. That's it. That's it. <laughs> So I let you know that. <laughs> Those are the things I learned. <laughs> Which Brian is actually the like the the more population where more people live. College Station is just pretty much the the college, the campus, right? And like the college. Uh huh. So, um, but yeah, dude, pretty hilarious. That is this, funny. These are just what I do when I'm on the road, Kyle. Oh, that's really funny. I got to go have lunch with Steve Clifford here in a, in a minute, the, the, the Hornets head coach. We gotta, I can't wait, man. It's Dude, almost, I'm excited. It's almost basketball season. I mean – I don't understand how that got here. First of all, Kyle, none, nothing matters unless LaMelo Ball can stay healthy. All right? He's got to stay healthy. He's got to play 80 well, – however many games. By the play. way, I said it like it's a burden to go have lunch with Steve I Clifford. I can't wait they, to see they Cliff. Gotta, they got to – he's got to stay healthy. And then the Miller kid has got to contribute. Like we don't need that another. That kid's funny. That kid's fun. I like him a lot. Okay, good. I like that you like him because I don't think we need another. I had him on know, my show a couple of weeks ago. A funny kid. I like him. Because the the Hornets have always struggled with getting these little things right too. Because like if you're going to be a small market team in the NBA, you got to draft good. Like you got to hit home runs. And so the one the kid from Connecticut, maybe he's a good basketball player, but he hasn't contributed. He's oh, that right. they whiffed on that entire. Draft. Yeah, yeah. You Remember know what I'm saying? He, like. I, I, like you, these yes. are tough. You know yes. what I mean? So you got to get these things right. Most of the national NBA that's media. Just, that that's was, just running. Like, that's just everything. Well, you know? I mean, that was the 21 draft. Yeah. Yeah. The 20. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 21 draft, I think. Right. Um, similarly, the Panthers and the Hornets have really bad 21 <laughs> drafts. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, I say that like J.C. Horn is a dude, but he can't stay healthy. Like that part is, is stinky. We talked about that. Yeah. And Brady Christensen's out for the year. So, I mean, it's just they overall they've that. that then draft didn't they draft uh, Matt Corral that year, too. Uh, was that yes? I think yes. Was that last year? It was last year. No, that was that was twenty two. They did that in twenty two. Still don't matter. You you still wasting picks on quarterbacks that ain't here no more. Oh no, tw back to back years when I mean, they went up and got DJ Johnson, the edge rusher out of Oregon, at like twenty five years old. They traded up to the third round to go get him, and he hadn't gotten a jersey yet. Right. So I mean, this year, this year. I mean, we're three weeks in, so maybe that changes, but it's like he was on Bruce Feldman's freak list, annual freak list for years, right? DJ Johnson out of Oregon because physically, unbelievable. I mean, just a specimen. 
Um, but he's like 25. They, he was 24 maybe when they drafted him, but he turned 25, I think, before the season started. Does he look like Tarzan played like Jane? I mean, I'm not going to say that. I mean, he, I don't want to fight the guy, but like he, he's, you know, I, he's not playing. I know that. Yeah. And so, like, when you draft a guy who's 25 years old, you know, based oh. on those specs, Could, uh, no, I'm, I, he's not 25 yet. He's 24, but I think he will be 25 in the season. Can I ask you something, though? Huh. Smitty said uh, about Brian Burns that uh, if he wants that type of money, you got to – Oh, you heard that yesterday? I did. I was in the car just yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah, I love that about Smitty. Oh, yeah. yeah how is, what is Brian's Burns? Is he not – what happened? What's up? Why did he say that? Uh, well, I mean, I think if you look at Sunday against Seattle, they had three starting offensive linemen out, and, you know, Brian didn't impact the game in a big way. Like, he had a sack, but um, he didn't play badly. He just was really quiet. Those other guys still can dominate a game, though. Yeah, like like Bosa and Watt are going to yeah. find a way to wreck that game. They they will wreck a game. Yeah, and that's like what you, if like, you want that kind of money, you need yeah. to do that more not often. Only, not only will you wreck a game, those guys wreck a game, but you have to pay that much attention to them where other people get off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like For you're sure. affecting the game by not even affecting the game because like everybody's worried about you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, and so yeah, that's. When he says it like that, I love it. And well, I, and it. he doesn't, you know, Smitty will drop those things in sometimes. I love um, it. I, that's what I appreciate about Smitty. He's always honest. And I, I didn't expect him to say that. Yeah. Right. So he threw that in, and everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, what did he just say?" It's like, well, I think it's pretty clear what he just said. He needs to play better if he wants Bosa and Watt money. Yeah. Um, and look, you know, you have this exact well, the exact same. The, the best thing about what Smitty said is that game recognizes game. Sure. Number one. So when Smitty says it, he ain't just saying it. Right. He, he's really trying to tell you, so hopefully you get it and get the bag. Yeah. It ain't like he hating on you. No. He's challenging you. For it's sure. It's a difference. And, Words matter. And, like, that's the thing, too. He just said, I mean, I don't, nobody cares about what how much money another man makes. I, don't, I mean, nobody's pocket watching here. I don't want Brian Burns to make less money. I'm not personally invested in that way. But the market is what the market is, and Bosa just reset it, right? And he's the best player in, at that position in the game. And if you're talking about wanting close to the same money as he got, probably need to play a bit better, you know, yeah. or just have a little bit more of an impact. Like, we all know Brian Burns is good. Yeah. Everybody knows he's a really good player. But there's a difference between really good and great. And, yeah. you know, he hasn't played great through three games this year. So, yeah. I think that's what Steve was saying yesterday. I'm, I'm going to try and watch more and more of what they're asking him to do on defense, too. Cause Look at I this. We, we talk about so many other things, and we still continue to go back to the Panthers. Why Dude, do you think that is? Uh, because I can just tell how I like – I think it's funny to me because I see you get riled up. Because they're a dumpster fire, and you don't think I get enough <laughs> of this during the day. Is that what it is? And, Kyle, they bought me off. I told you I wouldn't even care. I would be trashing the Panthers. Trashing if, if they hadn't, because I said I wanted them to earn my fandom back because I was challenging them the same way. And it's really interesting and funny because now I can't because I'm in because Bryce is here. Mm. So I'm in. But it's hurtful. And the Saints <laughs> were up 17 nothing and let Green Bay come back and win. So that stinks too. And I hope Derek Carr is okay. And, uh, but everybody, the best thing, the best advice I would tell everybody is that everybody in the division lost. Including, like, everybody lost. So this week doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter, unless you had big injuries. This week doesn't matter. It didn't hurt anybody, because, number one, you got to win the division. Yeah. Like, the goal is still the goal. Everything's still right there, out there in front win of us. Win that dadgum division. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just they look simple. so bad. They look so bad right now. Everything's bad. Not every, not every team looks that bad. No. The Panthers look pretty bad. They look really, like, across the board, they look bad. Now, injuries factor in, but you still look bad. Like, yeah. you don't have guys that can step in and look at least – if you, if you had dudes stepping in and they just looked at like half step slower, they just weren't quite as good, but you were still otherwise 
you know, you're lined up where you're supposed to line up. You're not taking procedural penalties. I think people could accept it a bit more, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it just looks like dirty football. Can't be. Can't be dirty football. Can't be. Got to keep it clean, boss. All right, we got to go. We'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Hey, and for all those like me that lost in fantasy football because Joe Burrow got outperformed by Evan McPherson, a kicker. Let's this all, is sticking let's, with you. This let's. is like the first thing you said to me when I walked in your house. Like <laughs> two hours ago. Like the first thing you Dude, said to me. One-on-one, all I got to do is have Joe Burrow literally outperform a kicker. And the kicker smoked him. And so I am very, very upset. Very upset. I can very see that. Very butthurt about it. <laughs> very. All right, I'm going. Everybody go soothe your butt hurt. <laughs>